Ever wonder who the founder of Hinduism was? Or when Jesus was really born? In each episode of this weekly series, Pathios will answer common questions from across the spectrum of major religions. It's our hope that we both broaden your knowledge and spur you on to keep digging, to keep asking questions, and to foster a greater sense of curiosity about the world's beliefs. Welcome to Answers by Pathios. For as long as humans have been asking questions, theories about what happens to us after we die have captivated people from every culture and religious tradition. While the idea of a peaceful afterlife provides comfort for many, it is the fear of postmortal suffering and torment that fuels both nightmares and debate. In today's Extended Answers episode, we answer three questions, all exploring how different religions view the afterlife with a specific focus on the place many call hell. So let's start with a basic overview. What do the major religions believe about life after death? The concept of a heavenly reward and what that will look like varies from religion to religion and even denomination to denomination. Technically speaking, most major world religions embrace one of three ideas about the afterlife. In the Abrahamic religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, the faithful expect to inherit a reward in heaven or paradise, while the wicked will go to hell or Gehenna. The ancient Persian religion Zoroastrianism, which is considered to be one of the most ancient monotheistic faiths, similarly believes in a singular hell, but proposes the existence of three different degrees or levels in heaven. Most Eastern religions, such as Hinduism, Jainism, and Buddhism, call their heaven nirvana, though they have slightly different ideas as to what that is. They don't believe in a permanent hell, as one will simply be repeatedly reborn until one is freed from the cycle of reincarnation or transmigration. Taoism, Confucianism, and Shinto don't really discuss the afterlife and instead focus on the importance of living properly now. If one lives properly here, the afterlife, whatever that consists of, will take care of itself. Thus, the practitioners of Taoism, Confucianism, and Shinto often consult other religions, like Buddhism, when they have questions about the post-mortal world. Sikhism is unique in that it speaks of heaven and hell not as places, but as states of mind or states of being. Thus, in the Sikh tradition, there is no doctrine of a physical afterlife. One can unite with the divine here and now if one lives as one should. While all religions seem to describe the afterlife, not all agree on what happens to those who don't make it to heaven or achieve nirvana. Some religions view hell as a permanent location, while others believe it to be temporary. Let's examine further. What religions believe in hell? Though called by myriad names, such as Sheol, Hades, or Gehenna, 
Hell, in some form or another, is found in nearly every religion. It's customarily understood as a post-mortal place, often associated with punitive punishment or a location for the purging of sin, karma, or accrued negative merit, frequently including some form of suffering or even torment. While in Judaism, one does not permanently remain in Sheol, in many Christian denominations, hell is eternal. This view is particularly common among Protestant denominations and mirrors Islamic teaching in which hell is the everlasting residence of the wicked and those who reject God. Some Christians believe in annihilationism or the permanent cessation of existence for the wicked. Practitioners of Zoroastrianism also believe in the eternal annihilation of the devil and his devotees, though the vast majority of humans will gain some heavenly reward according to Zoroastrian thought. In some Eastern religions like Buddhism, hell, or Naraka, is a realm of rebirth resulting from unresolved karmic actions, but it's not permanent. For many Hindus and Jains, on the other hand, hell is a temporary place between incarnations in which one's karma is expiated. For practitioners of Sikhism, hell is not a post-mortal location, but a state of mind encountered immortality because one has attachment to, or deep love for, things other than God. The need for a hell in most religions is well explained by the declaration of St. John, who said of the abode of the divine that nothing unclean will ever enter it. Thus, hell, regardless of the religious tradition, addresses human sinfulness and how it stands in direct opposition to the divine. So far, we have touched on what different religions believe about the afterlife and their different conceptions of hell, but one outstanding question still up for discussion is, why? Why is there a hell if God is all-loving? For millennia, people have been asking themselves, how could an all-loving God send anyone to hell? The answer to this question varies depending upon the religion answering it. Many in the three Abrahamic traditions believe that God is just and holy, and he cannot, therefore, simply overlook the sins of the unrepentant. Hell, then, is not so much God's punishment upon the wicked, but our own creation for the evil choices we've made. As C.S. Lewis once noted, the gates of hell are locked from the inside, meaning the person who ends up in hell has chosen that over being with God. Some in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam believe that hell is reserved for only the worst people. Thus, good, sincere, devout, and loving individuals will all go to heaven. Others perceive hell less as a place of punishment and more as the cessation of being, so that upon death, you either go to heaven or you simply cease to exist. Still others hold that those consigned to hell are not doomed to suffer eternally, but that all souls in hell eventually go to heaven after a period of deserved punishment and requisite purification. In this theory, hell is simply a temporary stop on the way to heaven. Of course, some are still not satisfied with any of these answers to the question, how could an all-loving God send anyone to hell? And as a result, 
They simply believe that hell is a metaphorical place that doesn't actually exist. Thank you for listening to this episode of Answers. To learn more about the world's religions, please visit patheos.com today. This has been a production of the Patheos Podcast Network. If you're enjoying this series, consider checking out one of our other podcast offerings from Patheos, like From Sin to Saint. Some people might point to his anti-Nazi activism as the key thing for them. I mean, I'm, I'm compelled by that, but I think it's his theological and ethical underpinnings of his choices that really resonate for me. This willingness to die for his beliefs has inspired both religious commitment and religious violence. There were a couple of high-profile murders of abortion doctors and bombings of, of abortion providers in which the people who were convicted of the crimes identified Bonhoeffer as their inspiration. In this four-part historical exploration of the life and legacy of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, join creator and host Josh Lash as he sits down with experts and walks us through the intriguing and complex life of this revered German theologian and martyr. You can find From Sin to Saint and our entire podcast catalog on patheos.com or on your favorite podcast app. Check the show notes for helpful links and more information.